Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? We are back. Episode 195 of the Dark Windows Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin. And he was in the middle of a burp. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, so I, this I is... Uh, I burped it and stuff. Happens, man. And this is our first episode in the, in the new studio. Our first main storyline episode in the new studio, because we did do... Uh, this is our first episode. Together, as this, a couple. This is the first episode... In the new studio. Even though Patreon happened, but Patreon okay. doesn't count as the episode. That's what I said. Main storyline episode. Jeez. <laughs> main storyline? Yeah. What do we have? A sub-fucking storyline? It's Patreon, yeah. It's a side, it's a side quest. Oh, it's our it's side Patreon. bitch. Yes, exactly. Um, uh-huh. No. So, yeah, here we are. Five episodes to the end. <laughs> you got five more episodes. Yeah. Unless you're on Patreon, then you get like ten more, because, you know, we're getting there. But, no, no, no. It's only got five more because, you know, that's as, that's as much as they get. That's true. That's true. They well, get, and like I said, unless you're on Patreon, then you get ten because you have five of each. It's true. So. So, you, so you, you know, yeah. Yeah, if you happen to be on Patreon. True. <clears throat> but let's just get at it, I, I guess, would probably be the best bet here. Um, this is week number two of... Of badasses yes. since the cube said we were doing badasses for two weeks straight. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know. And, and in uh, full faith, uh, promises made, promises kept. This week we get the baddest Englishman to have ever lived, in my humble opinion, as an American, Mr. Mad Jack Churchill. Okay. Um, super glad this guy didn't exist in the 1700s or else... Shit may have been different here, but instead, he was born specifically to kill Nazis and Nazi sympathizers, and he was really goddamn good at it. Mm. So, um, obviously, my, my second, well, I was going to say my second favorite Churchill, but after doing more research, he may have jumped Winston, because this dude is just, he's a piece of work. Um and I'm going to give you his full name because it's literally Winston Churchill. No, it's lit- literally the most British thing that's ever been spoken. Jack Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. He has three middle names. Huh. That's usually reserved for kids with asthma, but uh, in this case, not so much. That's a little bit weird. 
the mystery of Jack Churchill starts straight from his birth. Um, I looked at a few different sources and I found different years and different places he was born. So he was either born in 1906 in Hong Kong, 1912 in what's now Sri Lanka, or 1912 in uh, Dormsland, Surrey, England. Um, for the sake of being just as British as humanly possible, we're going to go with he was born in mainland England. Okay. Why not? Dad had a job as a senior advisor and an engineer in the colonial services, which basically was the organization that oversaw all of the British overseas holdings. Um, so you'd have uh, colonial services for Hong Kong, for India, fucking everywhere else that the Queen decided she needed to own. But they were he, most of the time they were based there. The family was based out of Sri Lanka and Hong Kong, which is uh, probably probably where a lot of the um, rumors and ideas of where of him being there came from. Mom was a homemaker, pretty common for the time. And Jack didn't grow up alone. He had two brothers. Uh, their names are equally as British. Thomas Bell Lindsay Churchill, who is either a year younger than him or six years older than him, depending on. Mm-hmm. Where you want to decide the uh, the birth was, um, Robert Alec Farquhar Churchill is uh, another brother of his. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, say that again. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd want that one again. Robert Alec Farquhar, F A R Q U H A R Churchill. I think it'd be Farquhar. Farquhar. I think it'd be Farquhar. Whatever. It's still just fucking. <clears throat> Like that kid was, he came out pinky, like pinkies up. Yeah. No elbows on the table, pinkies up. Wow. Stiff upper lip, all that other Britishness. Um, Mm. (laughs) So goofy ass names aside, all three Churchill boys (coughs) would end up serving uh, queen and country in World War II. Mm. Uh, Tom joined the Manchester Regiment, uh, which uh, Manchester Jack will join later on. Uh, he became a major general and would go on to join the commandos. Mm. His brother would follow in his footsteps there. Robert also, uh, I'm sorry, Robert, who was also, his nickname was Buster. So that's probably what they called him was Buster more likely than not. Mm-hmm. Um, joined the Royal Navy, became a lieutenant and served in the fleet air arm as a pilot. So that was the basically the RAF. Lieutenant. Um, unfortunately, old Buster was shot down off the coast of Malta during Operation Pedestal and died. That's what happens when you get shot down most of the time. Generally. Uh, not a lot of good parachutes back then, as far as I could tell. No. Um, but what was more likely was that he took a, you know, fucking couple handfuls of large caliber rounds through the cockpit and killed him instantaneously. Which, mm-hmm. probably the best way to die if you're going to die in an airplane. Um, yeah. So, and again, this just, the Britishness is staggering. Jack would attend the Dragon School at Oxford. No, he's not a witcher. I know you were thinking that. Um, he would then go to King William's College on the Isle of Man. And finally, the Sandhurst Military Institute. How was I thinking that he's a witcher? He went to the Dragon School. He went to Oxford? He went to the Dragon School at Oxford, yes. Okay. He's not a wizard. He's also not a Harry Potter. He's not a, a witcher. He's not a Harry Potter. Um, He's not a wizard, Harry? No. 
I don't know if there's any Harrys in this story. I'm sure there is, but we just don't come across any. Spoiler alert. This is a Harryless story, as far mm. as I can tell. <laughs> well, it's not Harry. No. <clears throat> okay. No, nor the Hendersons. Well, that, uh, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Leave the Hendersons out of this. So in 1926, he's commissioned into the 2nd Battalion of the Manchester Regiment. He spent the first few years of his time in Her Majesty's Army, cruising around the Indian subcontinent on his badass little Zenith motorcycle that he brought with him. Okay? It, th- this, this is not the last time you're going to hear something strange with him and go, how the fuck... Did this happen in the military? Because there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen here soon. You know, obviously he's on his motorcycle. He didn't give a fuck about road conditions. He's riding on paved. He's riding on dirt. He's riding on goat paths. He's riding through fucking fields. He don't give a fuck. Well, the thing is, is those motorcycles back then were, that's what they were. They were more of a, uh, um, uh, what's the... All-terrain bike. Yeah, like a uh, yeah, but there's a. It looks a lot like an Indian. The Zenith does. Yeah, but they're more what? The, oh, it's um, oh, what the fuck? The Jake that lives by our your parents, my parents dirt bike. Too. Well, no, well, no, no. I guess two wheel bicycle. Not Jake. Then it's uh, it's more like um, I don't know. You see some of them that kind of look like they're. It's kind of like you can go on road, off road, at indie. That's what it ah, is. Okay, they're kind of. It's kind of more like that. They're, I guess, more fashioned after. It's more like an indie with it, now. It definitely. I, like, that's, I, that's what my, I thought is, but I mean, I know there's probably there's like Ben and some others that know more about my bikes <laughs> right. than we do. We'll probably be like, well, no, that's well, actually. Let, let's put it this, which this is way. fine. I I I'd rather be you know have. You know, because I know everybody always, you know, says, hey, no, actually this, this, which is cool. Cause and it's funny when you get actually. I love it. Because you're usually the actually E. E-er-est? Actual-est? I don't know. Um, yeah. But for people like me and you if, you, if you took a picture of a Zenith and a picture of an Indian and you silhouetted both of them and you put them next to each other, we couldn't pick them out from each other. I'd say motorcycle. I'd be like, that's an old... Uh, I'd probably go, oh, it looks like an Indian. And I'd be I'd be <laughs> right half of the time. Sure. Because the other one would be like, well, it's a Zenith. And be like, well, I don't fucking know. I don't I, know. I would say, hey, it's a motorcycle. I can tell you the difference between a Harley and a BMW or a Harley and a fucking... Uh, like a, 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 a Suzuki Samurai or some shit like that. That's not even a motorcycle. No. Fuck. <laughs> I meant a ninja is what I meant. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the ninjas were much, much louder than the samurai. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're pen shot for motorcycles instead of uh, nope. tiny little SUVs that everybody wants to nope. buy in off-road. Yep. Yep. I'm retarded. Anyway. <laughs> it, it, hey, you know, it's okay. It happens. That was the first thing that came to your ter- your, your brain. It's because I want know. a Suzuki Samurai. They're so fucking cool. Uh, listen, I'm trying to help you out here because I know you're going to get shit for it. So oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Team listen, Kevin here. Listen, man, I, I, I fully accept it because I've already shit on myself for it. That's okay. <laughs> Brit, Britain still sucks. So, so anyway. Well, you, this, this, this dude will change your mind. No, no, um, no, 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 no. So in the midst of a 1,500-mile round, uh, round trip, because I'm going in miles, not fucking kilometers, I'm only going to do kilometers at one point in time in this because, uh, you, you know, your measurements are ridiculous. Metrics, the, the metric like, system is only good for sockets and wrenches. Okay, we're like the only com- only company. 
we're the only country, I think, in the world that... No, there's others. Who? Uh, there's a country in Africa that uses the imperial system instead of metric. And there they're probably, is... They probably pointed at and laughed at. There's another country, I can't remember. It's like Southeast Asia that doesn't do metric. It's okay. The rest of the world can be wrong. It's fine. Um, so in the middle of a 1500 mile round trip from Rangoon to Pune, which didn't realize that was a place, but I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's dangerously close to a slang term for China. Um, so in the middle of this road trip, he hits a fucking water buffalo on his motorcycle. Okay. Gathers his bike, squares off with this giant snorting south asian water buffalo they're not quite as big as the african ones but it's still a sizable animal to hit with a fucking motorcycle wait a minute yeah how is he alive he didn't hit it going very fast they kind of like it was more like when when a deer hits you and you just kind of it just knocked him off the bike and then it was standing there looking at him apparently and he like locked eyes and very slowly picked his bike up and both of them realized that they didn't want to test each other and he just like hops on and Ying, 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 and takes okay, off. Okay, so there, there's three countries, because, you know, squirrel brain, have to think about it's this. autism, we all have it, it's yes. fine. Three countries, U.S., Liberia, and Myanmar. I fucking told you. Us, a country in Africa, and a country in Asia. <laughs> I didn't say you were wrong. But I wasn't wrong. So therefore... I didn't. I, I know you didn't, but I'm right, so it's fine. We're both right, I just had to accept it in my heart, like Jesus, to prove that I was right. Anyway, continue. Yeah, you just need to move on. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> listen, I'm so, in a, I'm in a bit of a fog here, you know, because of, of, of drugs. See, here's Being, the thing. When I say drugs, folks, I don't mean like fucking, you know. He's like, on the cocaine. No, I'm not oh. on the coke. Um, I'm, uh, I'm on the Zyrtec and the, the, all the other shit. Except because he took it anally, which doesn't work You as well. know it. Um, uh. Because allergies are kicking my ass right I now. I may or may not have told people on Patreon that you were dead. Well, um. <laughs> you know what? The main fucking people don't know that. So, so you know. Now they it. do. Speaking of Myanmar, um, after the bus, uh, the Buffalo fiasco, he returned to Burma, which is now Myanmar, um, just in time for a neat little rebellion that kicked off in 1930. Uh, regardless of the fact that his unit was in combat pretty regularly, he still found time to hang out with the pipe major of the Cameron Highlanders. And under this guy, he became a pretty good bagpipe player, bagpipist, pipe. bagpiper. Pied piper? No, that he had a flute, I think, or a recorder, possibly. Uh, he played hot cross buns on his little plastic recorder and chased the rats away. Holy shit, there's a cat in here now. Sure. Um, I'm going to say yes, you're possibly right. So, for his service in Burma, he would be awarded the Indian General Service Medal with a Burma clasp. And from here, he would head on back to jolly old England in 1932, where he kept studying and playing his bagpipes and you know, also doing his military duties. Um, and he, he got bored with peacetime pretty easily. He was one of these guys that was born to be in combat constantly. Like, he should have been born... I don't know, a couple, 400 years earlier in time to fight the Normans and Vikings and stuff, he would have been in his element, as we'll come to find out. 
His biographer comments, quote, certain eccentricities brought on no doubt through frustration, such as uh, piping, the, uh, <clears throat> such as piping the orderly officer to the guard room at three o'clock in the morning and studying the wrong preset campaign in preparation for his promotion exam precluded any chance of promotion for the time being and made the break after it. Uh, and he made the break after a chat with his commanding officer inevitable. So basically he was fucking up because he was bored. Mm. I get that. I really do. Um, after this whole thing, he would have his bagpipes confiscated. So in frustration, he decides he's going to get comfortable. And when I first read this and wrote it, I was like, holy shit. See if your brain goes to the same place mine did. He grabbed a hot, wa- a hot water bottle, like one of the, the bladder style ones for like putting under your arm or whatever. If you got a, you're sore, um, in a piece of rubber tubing, and he proceeded to fill the bottle with hot water. And I went, this motherfucker's making homemade bagpipes. But no, he uh, he grabbed the, the chunk of uh, hose, and he filled his hot water bottle from uh, the hot water tap and decided to slide it into his coat when he was outside because he was chilly. That's Which, smart. But the military is like, nah, that's not uniform. Get it the fuck out of here. Kind of stupid, you know. Uh... He, uh, there was also the day which he appeared on parade carrying an umbrella, which is, uh, not, not, uh, how do we want to say it? Not fucking cool with the military. Apparently they want you to stand in the rain. And he's like, nah, kicked his little umbrella out, like super fucking British and stuff. Uh, probably had a bowler hat with it too. I would assume just to get as Monty Python as possible. Um, and uh, when he was asked by the battalion commander why he had an umbrella, Churchill responded, and I quote, because it's raining, sir. <laughs> uh, he basically got his ass handed to him for this. Um, did a lot of uh, a lot of calisthenics, which he was not a big fan of at the time. So after about 10 years, Churchill resigns his commission and uh, turned to other ventures. Uh, a job on the editorial staff of a Nairobi newspaper, which he held for a little bit, but he got bored with again. Um, so from there, he becomes an actor. <laughs> so he was uh, he was an extra in a movie called The Drum, um, which is a movie of, uh, of fighting on the northwest frontier in which he played the bagpipes. And because he had rode on the river Isis, he won a cameo in the movie. Uh, a yank at Oxford, uh, in which he was another, uh, again, an oarsman and a boat. Um, so meanwhile, he continues playing bagpipes. And in the summer of 1938, he's, he's a man of many skills. Okay. So he loves playing the bagpipes. He loves just fucking around and being a general menace to society because he's bored. Uh, so in 1938, he placed second in the officer's class of piping championships at Aldershot, um, which was fairly impressive considering he was the only Englishman among 70 competitors. The rest of them were Irish and Scotch, and he took second place, which I'm assuming pissed the Scots off to no end because they're like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you steal our land, you steal our women, you steal my pipes and you play them better than, you know, I didn't know. Irish did uh, bagpipes too. I'm assuming they do. 
Well, you said Irish, so I was... Well, yeah, but it was, you know... Why wouldn't they? The English aren't allowed. Okay. That's the. It's an instrument of the people. Okay. The king can suck it. Well, what about... He gets the, woodwinds and he'll like it. What about the English people? Fuck the English people. He, All right. There fine. we go. Um, fine. <laughs> uh, during the... Uh, ugh. Um, so he also started dipping his toe into archery at this point. He first, uh, he first kind of tried picking it up while he was in Burma. Just, you know, he saw some guys, you know, fucking around with him. He's like, oh, that looks cool. And he's one of these guys where when he picks up a hobby, he has to become the best at it humanly possible. Like there can be nobody better than him. Um, so he dove ass first into archery, um, and because he was so good at this, he's got him another role in, uh, actually a couple other roles in a film called Sabu, which was not the ECW wrestler, you know, <laughs> all fucking covered in scars and having to, having to, you know, uh, super glue his arm shut because he ripped it through the, like down to the fucking bone on, uh, on barbed wire. Um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing just because you know, I'm like, what the fuck is Kevin laughing at? Oh no, uh, dude. Sabu was fucking crazy. I, I'm laughing because we were both like, we, we did bo- the, we the both point. did a, a gesture and you know, matter point. of fact, I'm pretty confident. If you look back at my wedding photos, Seth did that at least, at least three of them where he did the Sabu, like point to the sky thing because he's a huge fucking wrestling nerd. Um, Anybody not familiar, go find shit from ECW from like, I don't know, 1996 to 1999. Um, you're going to see a guy who is pretending to be Middle Eastern, who is clearly not. He's wearing like MC Hammer pants and genie shoes and fucking up every single thing he tries to do. Uh, anytime he tries to springboard off the ropes, he misses and kind of fucks up. But he's a crazy son of a bitch. Um Pulled a railroad spike on a guy at an independent wrestling show because the guy refused to pay him, and he tri- he almost killed him with a, uh, a railroad spike. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> um, also got a role in a movie called The Thief of Baghdad. Um, but that's not why we're talking about the archery. We're talking about the archery because after shooting for about five years, he was good enough that he got selected to represent like the entirety of Britain at the World Championships of Archery in Oslo in 1939, which he won, by the way. So, dude is fucking wild. So, September of the very same year, 1939, September 1st to be specific, Adolf Hitler ruins Jack Churchill's professional archery and acting career by invading Poland. Um, There was some other bad stuff that happened too, I guess, but... For him, he's like, motherfucker, how am I going to be a professional movie actor archery now? You know, now I got to I've got to kill Germans because they're asking for it. Yeah. Look how they're dressed. Walking around here in Hugo Boss and not expecting to get killed. They were asking for it. That's defensible in a courtroom, I think. You know, it it won't help you in a sexual assault case, but. When it comes to killing actual Nazis, like real Nazis, I'm not gonna say it's not. Yeah. Not they were defensible. pretty snappy dressers, but um, I mean, both of them were. I don't know, dude. The, the Nazi uniforms were, uh, uh, they were pretty cool looking. Yeah, but, but so weren't the British. The British were. They were pretty listen, snazzy. If I'm gonna pick one <clears throat> uniform from of the oh, like of the Allies to wear for the rest of my life, 
Like, whenever I had to go anywhere, I'm taking a fucking Desert Rats uniform. The old British shit with, like, the khaki shirt, the shorts, the high socks, and boots. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm in. 100%. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Either that or, like, Lawrence of Arabia, but that was World War One, so that doesn't really count. Um, this would not settle well with Jack. Uh, obviously, the invasion wouldn't. Um, so he rejoins the British Army, and... Uh, he had this to say about it. Quote, I was back in my red coat, the country having gotten into a jam in my absence. This dude is a fucking quote machine. Like, if if he can say something that's going to make people go, oh, fuck you, at the time, but in like 50 years, be like, that's right. It's him. He's, he's the dude for that. Um, so Jack's now back in his happy place, but also wasn't really doing what he wanted to do because... His unit had just been sent to France to, um, they were basically patrolling a section of kind of like the northern quarter of like the Maginot line before they got there. And he was bored as fuck because they're just hanging out. This is pre-Blitz, pre-Germany hitting France. Um, and obviously this, this assignment is not up to his standard. So he joins up with a crew of other Brits that are also crazy, uh, including a guy by the name of Mike Calvert, who we could potentially cover at some point in time. Um, so a bunch of these dudes volunteer to go join the Finns and fight the Russians in the winter. And uh, I could just only, I can only imagine this dude and fucking Simo Hea on the same battlefield. Huh. <clears throat> would have been incredible. <clears throat> so the Finns fighting the Russians? Yeah, in the Winter War. Oh, that's it's a, it's, it's a pretty fair battle. I mean, because they're both winter people. Except the Finns were farmers with rifles and the entire Russian war machine was, like, coming down on them. Listen, look what happened last... They did... The, they fucking held it, Look man. what last happened last time where a superpower decided that it was going to fuck with, you know, some farmers and peasants. Listen, fighting in the desert's different than fighting in the snow. I was talking about us. Oh. We kind of did fuck them up. Fuck up, yeah. fuck up the British. We also got fucked up by goat farmers in the desert. As did the Russians. So. Well, I mean. I no mean, disrespect to any of our guys that were over there, but. We kind of. We got our asses handed to us in uh, Afghanistan pretty good. Nah, not as bad. Like, like worse than we should have. We kind of held our own. Yeah, but we, we, we could have done better. I mean. I mean. If you know the graph. fighting cave people. Yeah. Same thing with Vietnam. Same thing. Well, no, that's a point where we definitely got our asses beat. Oh, for sure. We got our dicks handed to us in Vietnam. But there was a lot of crazy motherfuckers that fought in Vietnam. One of which was not Jack Churchill. No. But if he'd give, given him the chance, as we'll come to find out shortly, <laughs> well, not shortly, here in a little bit, uh, definitely would have been down yeah. to fucking, to, to yeah. Um, so... They start doing some training. They're up in the up in the Highlands doing training there. And a few weeks before the expedition is set, it's scrapped because they're like, we don't really need to help the Finns. They're kind of, you know, they're holding their own. They also have help from the Germans. So maybe not a good look. Not a good look. Yeah. You know, we can't be like, well, we got to fight the Russians. But we're also going to be on the same side as the Germans. But we're going to fight the Germans. Math's not good here. Math, no, no, no math brain good. Mm -hmm. So they scrapped that. Uh, so the German war machine is stomping across Holland, Belgium, and France. 
1940. Churchill is placed at the uh, as the second in command of the uh, the refis- the refinements second battalion. Um, he was in France at the time uh, as part of the uh, the BEF, which is the British Expeditionary Force. I've always loved the term British Expeditionary Force because it just makes it sound I don't know kind of quaint compared to being like ah oh, no, the fucking British Army. You know they're like nah we're an expeditionary force. We're on an expedition. We're uh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna like scale mountains and shit. No, you're going over to you know, fucking choke Germans to death. That's what you're gonna try to do. Um, so at this point, they are trying to reinforce the Maginot Line, which is a, a losing effort. Um, the Maginot Line was a pretty well fortified defensive position that ran the entire border of uh, Belgium, Luxembourg, and Germany on the French side. It came in. A little ways inland on the French side, because obviously you can't build it directly on the the borders, you know, because that looks suspicious. Yeah. We're going to invade the Belgians, steal their waffles, and uh, uh, we can't do anything worse than they already did in the Congo, so we're coming for your waffles. Yeah. And um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's parents. We're going to fuck that guy up when he's born. What is wrong with... That's the only other thing that came out of Belgium ever. What's wrong oh, with him? What are we gonna? Well, well, let's invade him and steal their wooden shoes. Why don't we? That's the Netherlands. Same difference. No, I don't give a fuck. Belgium's got an upside down German flag or sideways German flag now at this point. Okay. Well, there it's the same thing. It's just fucking like forty-five oh, degree okay. turn, I think. I I don't really know. I don't I'm, know. I'm not a uh, flag. Is there a term thing. for flag doctor, flag scientist, flag linguist, flag enthusiast? Yeah, maybe a flag it possibly. No, <laughs> no. It's I always def- thought it'd be fun. You like you open a company where you you like flag for road work. You just call it flagits. F L A G I T S. Like, oh man, look at these fucking flagits all over the place. Yeah. Uh, they call those flaggers. Why not? It's my company. I'll call them whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, but that that that. We're yeah. gonna go flag it up. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, you can go flag up by whatever you exactly. want. So th- this wall was built specifically for one purpose, and that was to keep the goddamn Germans out of France again. <sighs> we shit on the French a lot. They held their own during World War One. They were really good in World War One. World War Two. Their government sucked and fucking dumped on them. And then you had the French resistance who were bad sons of bitches. We've talked about a couple of them, I think. We have. At least one, a lady one. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously the line didn't hold. And during the BEF. You, be, you mean the line, not the wine. Yeah. Well, neither or. The wine. Well, no. the wine held pretty good. I mean, the wine. Until the Brits got there. They can fucking drink, bud. Well. Yeah, it's true, Just, and, and the Fran- and the Germans, because the Germans, yeah, like the Germans have better taste than wine. They'd be like, "Ah, you got beer?" Nah, they like their wine. I, mean, I too. guess we'll drink wine in a pinch. It's breakfast after all, so it's true. <laughs> well, that's I think that's how the British were too. They're like, "Yeah." No, I think wine was a dinner thing over there. Just like fuck it, uh, beer for breakfast. Um, you're or, right. I was gonna say whiskey for lunch, but that's the Irish and the well, Scots. <laughs> It's fucking whiskey. I've had whiskey for, for lunch before. It's whiskey for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and supper, yeah. and, and fucking second breakfast, and, you know, after that. dinner, before Dark days, <laughs> Definitely been there before. I think um, we've all been there. Yeah. So, 
they they have to retreat, but they're going to do it fightingly because we're not retreating. We're just attacking the opposite direction. So, uh-huh. because right. Churchill told his men we're going to ma- remain aggressive and he was completely unwilling to give up a yard of ground um, until he was, they were completely over, like overrun. Then he's like, fuck, we got to go now. We wait yeah, until yeah. cover dark and take off. Um, he was especially fond of raids and counterattacks against these larger forces. So he would lead small groups of guys that were handpicked by him to sneak in after dark and attack the advancing Germans. Uh, one battle they got caught up in during this retreat was the Battle of Il Epinet, which uh, Epinet's a little town in France. Um, and instead of ordering a silent, quiet retreat after dark, or just hunker down, hide, stand a sight, well, maybe they'll just pass us by. Our buddy Jack's got other plans. So he rallies his guys. You know, handpicks his uh, his corporals or whatever, like your your uh-huh. squad leaders. Uh-huh. And he goes, get set in some uh, some defensive ambush positions because we, we are not fucking giving up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wait for my signal. The guys are like, what fucking signal is that? <laughs> Pray tell. And uh, he smiles at him and he says, quote, believe me, lads, you'll know when to shoot. <laughs> okay. okay. So... Jack then climbs into the fucking bell tower of the church and gets ready. And as the German forces are starting to come into range, he rises from his crouch and fires, killing the the leading German who is a, a, a sergeant of some flavor. Um, I don't know like specifically what they did say he was a non-commissioned officer. I'm, assu- I'm assuming a sergeant because generally lieutenants didn't really lead from the front. At least ours didn't because they got dudes lost in the fields. Uh, well, during that time, they kind of did. Well, either way, um, he he kills this man, like, to death. Okay. Um, keep in mind, his, his, his Thompson is leaned up against the windowsill because he's an officer. He gets a Thompson. He ain't carrying no punk-ass fucking Enfield. He gets a Thompson because he's an officer. But he's saving bullets because he shot this man in the chest with a goddamn longbow. With a three and a half foot long fucking wooden arrow. <laughs> hmm. Dead. Um, so, according to most sources I can find, this is the first and last confirmed kill with a bow and arrow during World War II. And unfortunately, the last bow and arrow kill confirmed by the, Br- the British military. Which, to you I say, get your shit together. Come on. Bayonets, bows and arrows, let's do it. Just you guys gotta get better at this. Um I wonder how long of a of a of a how long of a range it was. Uh I don't know, because those those, those longbows, because it was a traditional longbow where they were uh. like the big big ass long ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um if you arced them, you could you could fire an arrow a good three hundred yards with a good arc, but Well yeah, you being, had to. I mean, being on a downward angle, if he's taking a straight on shot, I mean He's good anywhere between ten to a hundred yards with that thing. So, Probably, that's but, a lot of poundage, right? And it's there's no let off. You pull that bitch back, you're holding it all there. Yeah. Um, and if you think about it, if you're waiting to get set up in an ambush, depending on how far back the clock, the, not the clock tower. That's a completely different sniper. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, 
if you're setting up an ambush, I mean, I I would I would realistically say fifty to seventy five yards out, and that you know that dude okay. drops your boys pop up and start slinging okay. lead. Okay, I just didn't know if if you had knew. No, there was no like specific measurement, but yeah. we're spitballing because we both do archery, so we're allowed to nerd out once in a while. I would on say that. I would say uh, probably that fifty fifty yards, seventy five yards. Right. You know, I mean, I would say no more. Than, I would, I would think seventy five would be a bit probably of a your maximum. Push. Um, but just imagine being that dude, either next to that guy or behind that guy. Where he just drops dead, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" And you look oh. down, and and he's holding an arrow out of his like in his chest, and just kind of, <gasps> and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" Well, this and fucking then, thing comes flying out of the fucking air, and it just goes whack and hits him, yeah. and fucking drives him back. And you're like, "Fuck!" I thought Robin Hood was British. He's French now. God damn it. Yeah. Robin well, Hood. Well, probably doesn't drive him back, but probably fucking. Like, hey, put him on his ass. Like you, you take an arrow in the sternum, and it's gonna sit you down. Yeah, especially a big heavy ass wooden arrow like that. It's gonna kill you. Oh, it did. For sure, it did. For sure, one hundred percent. Like this man did not get back up. He's no. uh, confirmed dead. Um, so again, at this point in time, he uh, he descends from the clock tower. Goddamn clock tower! Descends from the church tower, um, and took advantage of the fact that his boys are laying down a whole shitload of hate on these Germans. And uh, I think what happened here. Honestly, as I think, he forgot his Thompson in the tower. It was like, fuck, good thing I got a Claymore. And he just charged into these Germans and just starts stabbing motherfuckers to death with a Claymore. Technically a clay bag because it was just a, a long sword with a basket hilt to cover your hands. Uh, the Claymores are like the big, big fucking like Conan looking sword. That's a Claymore. This was more uh, a long sword. Because, um, like I said, it had the basketed hilt to protect you, which would work in a sword fight. Pretty confident it's not going to stop a bullet. Could be wrong. I know the Germans had a... What were they using? It was a uh, thirty caliber Mauser, something like that. May deflect it. Who knows? If it's made know. of fucking Wolverine's bones or something. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, he killed a shitload of Germans with a, with a, a Claymore. Um, and... Uh, when asked later on by one of his higher-ups why he carried a sword, Churchill responded, and I quote, In my opinion, sir, any officer who goes into action without his sword is improperly dressed. Again, this dude is just full of full of amazing words. Yeah. I love this man so much. Because it was just a... <clears throat> it's just a full war away from where you had to. Yeah. Like... This is the dude that he would have, if, if he was alive to have seen one, he'd have been just sitting in his chair, watching TV, probably the price is right, I would guess, and one of those Marine Corps commercials would come on, and the dude's with a sword and shit, and he's like, yeah, they, they don't even do that. These guys are pussies, they don't even use swords anymore. <laughs> uh, again, just a fucking madman, I love him so much. Um, and after that, um, one of his friends kind of saw him like hammering ass across the fields in Flanders on his motorcycle, um, with his bow tied across the, the back frame where you could sling your bag or whatever. Um, he's got arrows sticking out of one of the, uh, 
uh, it's called a, a pannier. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe a holder of some sort. He's got his arrows just jammed in that, mm. just chilling out. Okay. Um, and uh, he's got a German officer's hat hanging off of the fucking headlight of the motorcycle that he's cruising around on. Um, and uh, <laughs> he spots his friend. He goes, hello, Clark. Got anything to drink? <laughs> so Churchill dismounts and his friend notices the dried blood smeared across one of his ears and part of his neck. And uh, he goes, uh, he's like, what happened? And Churchill responds, German machine gun. Just kind of, eh, whatever. Like, like, like he got stung by a bee. Eh, German machine gun. No biggie. Um, so his men shouted at him to run. And he said, uh, I'm too tired to run. and I, I can't. And he just got fucking shot. <laughs> he's like, whatever. Um, so he won his first, his first military cross during the retreat. Um, trying to get back to the English Channel. Um, he hitchhiked, uh, I'm sorry, he hitched six trucks together to salvage a disabled British tank. Um, it didn't work out in all, you know, in their favor, but, uh, um, he did rescue a, a couple of British officers that were wounded. Um, and this shit didn't really impress Churchill at all. He's kind of like, whatever it's, it is what it is. I'm doing my job. Um, and this is kind of where he earns the nickname of Mad Jack for all the shit that he's just done. Um, so as part of the retreat, Jack made it to Dunkirk. Ooh. Uh, yeah. He, uh, so he either made it on his motorcycle or on a bicycle. Doesn't really matter because Dunkirk was a son of a bitch. Like nobody had a good time in Dunkirk. Um, I didn't. I don't want to get into it too much because that can be its own end thing entirely. Dunkirk um, is like it was bad. <clears throat> yeah, it was the first like real, real bad fight of the war, uh, loss wise. Well, it there was. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I should say casualty wise. There was casualties, but not as many as there could have been. Right. And that's because the British got there just in fucking time. And a bunch of French uh, civilian fishermen also helped to ferry him back across. Um, well, what's when we say British, we mean not only the British Navy, but we mean British ships. Yes. As, as like fishermen ships. Anything with a fucking Union Jack on it was Holland boys back. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of those that were that were there. But like I, I watched a thing on uh, Dunkirk because I had. Didn't watch the movie. You know. I've heard the movie's really good. I heard it's good, but I heard that there's like a lot of stuff that's you know not explained. Like there was like guys that were told by Churchill, "You are going to hold this, yeah, and you are going to hold it to the last man, yeah, and you will die. You will probably die." And so they were like, "Who wants to go?" And they were like, "Okay, yeah, you know." And we're going to we're going to talk about that, that whole mentality with uh, with Winston Churchill a little bit later on, too. But it could have been like it could have been a lot worse, like as far as because um, the Germans kind of because uh, Adolf stopped him. The German, yeah. you know, yeah. onslaught and they were because like, he thought it was a fucking trap and it wasn't. Well, no, because he he was told he thought that okay, well, all right, we've you know we've got them so far, but we have to also our shits like running behind, right? So we're not, you know, it's, everything's not keeping up, 
and his like his like one of his commanders was yes, like, uh, no, uh, bah, bah, we have um, to keep going, we have to keep pushing because we have this. He was we can take this. He was a fucking incredible general too. He was really really good, and then um, son of a bitch, I want to do an episode on him because he was that good. He was their uh, their the first tank commander of the for the Germans in Europe. Because yeah. he was a general in, uh, he was a lieutenant colonel or some shit like that in World War One, um, and he was he was strictly like military. Yeah. And as soon as Hitler found out that he was not down with the whole Nazi thing, he had him removed, which sucks because he told Hitler, "If we keep going, the war is over. If we if we kill the Brits at Dunkirk, they will not come back." And he yeah. was probably right. No, he would have been right. He would have been right. Ludendorff <clears throat> was his, uh, the guy's name. Maybe, but he was he. But he turned out to be like part of the whole. I think he, I think he turned to be the part of the plot to kill Adolf. I, I believe he possibly. <clears throat> I think he um, was like because that that kind of that didn't sit right with him. That you know that he, he that Adolf listened to the other dumb fuckers back. You know the fucking yeah. rat <clears throat> and the. You know, the jolly fucking... The rat and the fat man. Yeah. You know, instead of listening to what he had to say. Yeah. Um, because they had them, like, dead, they had the dead to rights. They right there. They, they had them dead to right. I mean, they just... They, they could have slaughtered them and then, you know... and Even better, don't slaughter them. Capture them. They're like, listen, you guys you want your boys back? Give up. Well, they, they, did cap- they ended up capturing quite a bit of them. Well, casualty-wise... well. Over the course of 10 days, the Allies lost, um, you know, killed, captured, wounded, 61,774 men in 10 days. Damn. That's terrible. The the Germans, they they uh, suffered about 20,000 casualties during the whole thing, too. Yeah. that That's a lot of a lot of people over the course of 10 days. I mean, yeah. you, you go back a war before that, that was a pretty good fucking day to be like, oh. You know, thing is, not bad. It, like I said, it could have been higher because oh. you had guys literally sitting on the beach. Yep. Waiting just for boats. sitting on the yep. beach, waiting for boats. The casualties should have been higher. You know, I mean, like, then, then they were trying to get on the boats. They could have been wrecked. They, they could have, the, the Germans could have rolled up with a couple dozen mortar tubes and killed, you know, 40,000 more men. Probably. Easily. Yeah. Um. So again, not a, not a great time. Um, he of course makes it back to England because if not, this would be a real short episode, not as exciting as it's going to be. Um, and he had heard from his brother about this cool new thing called the Commandos, and he thought, "Fuck it, that sounds like fun," and uh, joined up. So he headed up north to the land of the Scots to train for a. a they trained for well for over a year for commando training. Um, learned a, a bunch of. Very important skills, including physical fitness, survival, not tying, close quarters combat, basketry, bird study, silent killing, signaling, Indian lore, traffic safety, amphibious and cliff assault, demolition, and vehicle and firearm skills. A handful of those are actually Boy Scout mer- uh, like merit badges, but I'm going to leave that up to you, dear listener, to figure out which ones. Um, I didn't make it far enough in Boy Scout in the Boy Scout program to earn my silent killing merit badge, unfortunately. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool. But that, I mean, a lot of that's what, uh, 
it's funny. It's a lot of that is what uh, our uh, our mountain warfare training is. Yeah, it's because all of our special forces essentially came from the commandos. If it weren't for the commandos, we wouldn't have the rangers. We wouldn't have. I mean, we would have developed it eventually, but. Well, we did have the rangers already. Not like this. These dudes were hard fucking core. The commandos would have run circles around our rangers. They would have, uh-huh. like, bitch beat them. No questions asked. Yeah, well, the rangers were something a little bit different. I mean, they were. They weren't an elite fighting. No, force. they were an expeditionary force, more than yeah. Um Honestly, the only people that probably could have held a candle to the commandos during World War II would have been the Gurkhas. That would have been a fight. You got all these, like, crazy British dudes and a bunch of five-foot-one Gurk <laughs> like, fucking dudes from the Himalayas and shit with curved knives. That'd have been a, that'd have been a war. Yeah. Um, so his first mission with the commandos was the aptly named for Jack specifically. I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're like, you know what? Jack Churchill's here. We're going to call it this. And they come up with the, uh, the title of operation archery. <laughs> okay. Um, so primary objective of this mission is go to uh Vagsoy Island, which is off the coast of Norway. Um, and of course, at this point in time, the Germans hold most of Norway and the reasoning for going to this small little group of islands was to take out a bunch of fish oil plants, like factories, not, you know, you don't get fish oil from plants, you get it from fish. So not only would this make it a huge pain in the ass to get the pills that keep my knees from crunching and grinding every time I go up a set of stairs, um, it was also uh, primarily used in German explosives because it's a kind of like a binding agent to keep everything together. It works yeah. somehow. I don't know. I'm not a demolitions expert. So they targeted this facility to draw the eye of Schittler away from the Western Front. Schittler? Yes. Because they think if we can attack this part of Norway, we can draw his attention for a little bit. Uh-huh. Maybe kind of buy our guys and the remnants of the French army a little bit of time to, to regroup uh-huh. and try to figure out how to fight a little bit. Shift uh, shift the eye of uh, Sauron. Right. Or Mordor or whatever. <laughs> he couldn't fucking have, have nailed that any better. That's the eye of Sauron with a Sauron. shitty little mustache underneath it. That's his thoughts. So, being an absolute goddamn maniac... Uh, so being the absolute fucking maniac that he was, he made sure he was on the front landing craft on the way there. He ain't hanging out. He's not commanding from the back. He wants to fight. He wants blood on his hands, in yep. his face. Yep. He's going to drink the blood of Germans. Okay. Not a vampire. He's just, he, he wants to kill Germans. So as they're kind of banging across the, the rough seas of the North Atlantic, these guys are getting nervous, and as they get closer, they're getting more and more nervous. He starts to think to himself, Self, what can I do as the leader of the number two commando to kind of soothe the nerves of my men? Put these men at ease. I got it. Fucking bagpipes. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay. he takes a deep breath, and he starts belting out March of the Cameron men on the pipes as they, as they near shore. Because uh, also, I'm going to get the ire of my men up i'm gonna get these guys ready to fucking fight and i'm gonna let the germans know we're coming because who wants an ambush 
I want to fight these motherfuckers like right off. Um, what a dick. I mean, I mean, what a great guy. So there is a, there's a real famous photo of him coming off of a landing craft with a goddamn claymore in his hands. Everybody thinks it was on D-Day. It wasn't. Spoiler alert. He never fought in Normandy. It was from this landing, either this landing or one in Sicily. Most likely this one. Um, so the gate drops. He slings his bagpipes because that's a secondary weapon. It goes to his primary. Well, you don't want to lose your pipes. But he also, it, it's tricky to kill a man with bagpipes. Um, unless you get close enough, you may be able to burst his head with a frequency it, blast it makes, of some sort. <laughs> it makes for a better story, too. It's like a weapon out of Kirby. It's just a frequency blast, like sound. Hi, you should have been there, lad. It was great. I took my fucking bad pipes and I blew his fucking head off. (laughs) Jack, why are you talking like that? My idiot was Scottish. That started Australian and it turned real shitty British. I know. (laughs) But you know what? You guys get terrible accents and you all sound the same. Uh, Except I... the Scots, the like the drunker they get, the easier they are to understand somehow. No, no, that's... or the drunker I got, it was easier to understand that guy. They are definitely not easy. It's to a understand. different fucking language completely. Um, speaking... Scottish and British are not the same language. Speaking from someone who uh, you know who has seen a Scottish person get drunk, um, that because they work with one doesn't get any easier. It I, actually gets a little bit harder. So, okay, so let me explain my, my situation. I the, got, the for fuck's sakes. Ah, for fuck's sake. Ah, for fuck's sake, Piggy. What are <laughs> you doing? Those, those, those come out quite a bit more. So I got shithouse drunk with a Scottish dude that worked on one of, that worked at one of the ski resorts. Um, so maybe it was easier to understand him because we were both really fucking drunk. And I just went, I was just like, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I made a really good friend that night and I never learned his name. Never saw him again after that either. But good guy. I I promise. Um, So he whips this fucking sword out and bellows at the top of his lung. Commandos. And his boys come off of there fucking firing. Um, Charge the German position. He's got a sword in one hand. He's got a fucking uh, a burlap bag slung around the other side so he's got his his claymore in his right hand and he is pulling grenades out of this bag pulling the pin on them with his thumb and throwing fucking grenades as he's running up the beach at the Germans yeah yeah like fucking Braveheart with grenades Um, so it's like pull (laughs) yeah he's just crazy crazy son of a bitch Um, within Two hours of jumping out of this landing craft and being waist deep in freezing cold fucking water. Yeah. The uh, the British High Command receives the following telegram. And this is an exact quote from the telegram. You're twats. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Malloy battery and nope. island captured. Casualties slight. Demolitions in progress. Churchill. That's how he fucking ended it. Ah. Fucking Mike dropped. Churchill out. <laughs> yeah, Churchill out. Pound. Exactly. Uh, you just hear the... Boom. <laughs> yeah, that was just his balls hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when he said casualty slight, he meant he lost 17 men of the 150 of the landing force. Um, he was probably pissed that he lost the 17. Well, those 17 men took 120 Nazis kicking and screaming to hell with them. Oh, okay. Not too shabby. Right. Um, a further 96 
were that were not lucky enough to have died were taken prisoner and forced to drink tea that probably smelled like feet, which is a fate worse than death. Um, that wasn't Earl even. Gray. I don't even know, dude. Like the only hot tea I really like is uh, I like Sleepy Time. This play Earl Grey. It's nice. I like some raspberry tea. I love peach tea, like hot peach tea. Listen, a little bit of honey in it. Like the real honey, not the fake molasses bullshit that comes in that bear. Get some real like raw honey and and they're oh mother. They drink Earl Grey. That's I don't know. I don't know what his name is. They drink the Earl Grey. That's that's what they drink. I think. I don't know. It looks like shit when they put it in the cup, though. You know what we drink? Iced tea. I'm drinking water at the moment. I'm drinking because I'm trying to. I'm trying to be better about myself and whatnot. Oh. Um, I have not had any soda in the last two days. Whoa. I know I might die. It's fucking crazy. No coffee either, so. Oof. Okay, so this wasn't even the most, like, batshit crazy thing that Mad Jack's going to do on this specific campaign. One night, (laughs) he single-handedly took 42 German prisoners, uh, captured a mortar crew, and he did this all with just his broadsword. Yeah. What the fuck, right? (laughs) Right? Um, he, uh, okay. So he, how that worked was he simply took one patrolling guard as a human shield and went around from century post to century post, sneaking up on the guards and then shoving his sword in their faces until they surrendered. Uh, his response when asked, uh, when he was asked how he was able to capture that many soldiers, he said, quote, I maintain that as long as you tell a German loudly and clearly what to do, if you are a senior, if uh, I'm sorry, if you are a senior to him, he will cry Jawal, which is yes, sir, in German. Probably not. Um, and uh, and get on with it enthusiastically and effectively, whatever the situation. So basically, if you outrank them and you tell them loudly to do something, they're like, all right, cool. Because, um, you know, the Germans are nothing but, if, you know, nothing if not efficient and uh, obedient. As a result of the ass-handing that Hitler took up in Norway at the hands of Jack and his commandos, he redirected roughly 30,000 troops away from the fighting in France up to Norway, which didn't work out well because the British didn't do a whole shitload more after that in Norway. They just kind of like went in there, fucked this place up, and boogied. Um, But Hitler wasted a whole bunch of fucking time sending dudes up there. Um... I think now is probably going to be the time to take a real quick break and come back and finish up with the rest of this fucking increasingly, increasingly strange and fun story. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This dude is just fantastic. So we'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> I punched my straw. Yeah. At least it wasn't fucking cardboard. Punk-ass cardboard straws. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, because neither one of us can keep our fucking mouth shut for a commercial break. <laughs> God, shut the fuck up. We're both laughing, so. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, shut up. <laughs> he can't shut up, fucker. Anyway, so, so, so back to the. Oh, my goodness. Back to the Churchill. So he's been to Norway. He's been to France. He's been to Burma. We're next on the on the fucking path here. I mean... Germany? H- how about Italy? No, Italy no, no, no. Italy's nice this time of year, especially Sicily. 
You oh, it's fantastic. Listen, you can't fucking jump over fucking Germany and then We just... didn't. They flew around it. But you can't... Okay, okay, fine. He has to go to Germany at some point then. Mm. We'll see. Okay, so we're off to Sicily. Yeah, so he, he goes off to Sicily. Um, found himself there after a strangely effective operation that the British and... I want to say the, the Americans were in on it too. Um... It was called Operation Mincemeat, um, which could be a, a Patreon a, a Patreon episode at some point because it's it's fucking weird. And there's not enough for a full episode, like a full like you know uh, long form episode, like an hour hour twenty minutes on it. But it, it's real fucking weird how it worked. So he led his boys across Sicily, beating the Linguini and Kraut sauce out of the Germans and Italian defenders. And on one occasion, he did even more crazy shit. Because he's Jack Churchill, he's not going to just stop being awesome. Um, he and one, and counted on one finger, one corporal under his command, took an entire German observation post. How, you ask? Calm the fuck down and I'll tell you. Relax okay, over whoa. there. Chill. You just okay. calm the fuck down over Everybody there. Everybody calm down. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Jeez. Tell me. Fuck. Jesus. This, his plan pretty straightforward. Okay. Sneaks up on a couple of German patrol uh, patrolmen, introduces them to the Scotsman, which I'm completely made up name. I just came up with for his sword. Um, okay. <laughs> this is a little Jack, <laughs> uh-huh. but I, I like the Scotsman better. It makes him sound more distinguished, like a gentleman of sorts. Uh-huh. Uh He then proceeded to march around with his commit with his uh his corporal commando buddy, and capture every single son of a bitch in German there. Um, a total of 42 prisoners were taken without a single shot being fired. <laughs> so I'm assuming he had this other dude with him to just every once in a while jab the dude like at the back of the line with his rifle and be like, ah, get on with it then, hey, hey, or whatever the fuck British people say. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, Johnny good. Right. Tip top, here out, cheerio, fucking whatever. Tip, tip, choo, 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 well, whatever. Your guys' slang words are so stupid. <clears throat> oh, Righto. Fucking cockney bullshit. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> um, so after this, again, he gets bored places. He's like, I don't want to hang out in Italy anymore. The fucking Italians are boring. The Germans are doing all the fighting for him. These guys are just like drinking wine and eating pasta. Uh-huh. Fuck this. I'm going to Yugoslavia, which no one has <clears throat> ever said since then. Fuck this. I'm going to go to Yugoslavia. Mm. I don't know if anybody's ever voluntarily been to Yugoslavia. It, obviously, it's closed because nobody wanted to be there, so it's not even around anymore. Okay. Um, so, you know, seems like an interesting place to go and kill us some Nazis. And this is probably the most dangerous thing he did during the war. Personal safety-wise. Uh, he's charged with taking point six twenty two, which is on the island of Brack uh, in the Adriatic Sea, which is just off the coast of what is now former Yugoslavia. I don't know what the fuck it is now. I don't care enough to look it up now. Uh, Croatia, Serbia, I don't know. It's not It's not Yugoslavia anymore. It's, uh, I don't know. Is it Montenegro? I don't know. I know it's not in Africa or South America. It's fucking Yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore. Well, Yugoslavia does. <clears throat> Technically, there is no, it's, no, no. It's been rebranded. <laughs> no, 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 no. Part of it is part of is Yugoslavia. It's just there's what the other portions are now like 
Herzegovina and I know it's not Bosnia and or Herzegovina. It's it was Yugoslavia. But it well Yugoslavia at the time was all those fucking areas. They made really shitty cars, but really really good AKs. If you okay. Can get, you can get your hands on a Yugo AK, you're in business. Okay. Um. So uh, again, this taking point six twenty two. Um, very very well fortified stronghold. Um, pretty uh, pretty substantial thick minefield, strands of barbed wire all over the place surrounding ship. The commandos have the advantage of being able because obviously they're attacking uphill, which nobody wants to do. It's a bad idea. You don't ever attack. Uphill. You don't attack uphill unless you have the cover of darkness. Then you can sneak up. Very true. Which is perfect because as they're marching up the hill, Jack fucking Churchill decides now is the time. Just not for bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, pitch black. They've got the advantage of them not knowing where they are, and he's just fucking on the fucking bagpipes. And these Germans are like, "The fuck is going on here? Shoot that way." Um, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Why is he not playing the, the, the uh, accordion? <laughs> we want polka. We went to Poland. We got no poker. We got no sausage of any sort. Scabs damn assholes playing the goddamn bagpipes. What's the fuck? It's this goddamn Scotsman that's attacking us. It's not even Scott. Why is that even fucking Scottish? Why is he playing the bagpipes? And then they just started shooting themselves out of frustration. Um, <laughs> fuck it. Boof. So this didn't really make much of a difference because the Brits still overran the fucking position. Uh-huh. Um, held it for a short time. And it gets down to the point where there's only six commandos left, including Jack. Um, the Germans are starting to regroup and come back up. And uh, there is a shitload, a shitload of Germans. It's like a fucking ant's nest of Germans. Uh, the commandos obviously fought like cornered animals, like they do, because they're crazy. Um, but eventually all of them would die, except for Jack who now waiting for the sweet, sweet release of death where he can go to Valhalla and fight with his ancestors. Um, he again just goes, nah, sets his rifle down and just starts contemplating his life and picks up his fucking bagpipes again and starts playing Will Ye Not Come Back Again. So this one's a, this one's a sad song this time. Instead of a, <laughs> instead of a, a, a Scottish war ballad this is more like yeah titanic sinking you know nobody here has bagpipes so we got a violin um but mm. i've got bagpipes i'll play it so as bullets are snapping around him hitting the ground right at his feet grenades and mortars are exploding he kept playing and playing he's gonna play this fucking ship right down to the bottom of the ocean as the germans keep getting closer and closer he starts playing louder and louder Okay. Uh, that's until a German mortar round would silence the pipes forever. Mm. Uh, the Germans approach. They find the broken body and destroyed bagpipes of Jack Churchill. And as they close in on him, rifles drawn, ready to, you know, just, just to be safe, thinking they finally silenced the mad piper of the commandos. <clears throat> he fucking sits up and just spits dirt and blood on the ground. Like, oh, that hurt, you know. Um he was alive, but he was now subject of the commando order. Um, this was a, a, a decree that was passed down from Hitler that stated any man wearing the patch 
or any identifiers that made people know that he was a commando, dead instantly. Because the commandos have been ruining Hitler's day for a long time now. He's had enough of their shit, and he's about to prove to them he's had enough of their shit. So one of the Germans jams the barrel of his Mauser into the side of Jack's head, and another guy standing next to him grabs his, his dog tags and snaps them off. And he's looking at him, and he's just like, no, don't shoot him. Stop. The other guy kind of looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? This is a direct order. And he goes, no, 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 no. We got Winston Churchill's cousin. So they're like, fuck yeah. And now we got him. Um, They knew that, uh, they knew that Winston Churchill did have, did actually have family members that were fighting in World War II. A couple of them were actually commandos. Um, And they wanted to keep his, they wanted to, they wanted to start collecting Churchills and using them as, as fucking uh, bargaining chips. But there's two things that the Germans don't know. One, Churchill wouldn't have ended the war over a relative. He'd have been like, fucking kill him, whatever, make him a martyr. That's fine. And B, Jack Churchill is in no way, shape or form related at all to Winston Churchill. Because he conveniently has the same last name, it saved him from getting his fucking brains scattered across the top they of the hill. They have to be related. They're somehow. not. <laughs> They're not. It's a more <clears throat> common last name than I realized. They are not related at all. Like they're not even distant cousins. Like I bet somehow, some way, I... <laughs> in their in their in their. In their lineage, because they have the last name of Churchill. Yeah, you go back fucking 14 generations and probably somebody has farted on the other one that's got the same last name, but they're not related to each other. Like, by blood, at all. Well, technically you still are. So you're trying to tell me that everybody with the last name Jones is related somehow? If you go back to the first person that ever shit out of Jones, sure. But they're, they're not related. Like, they they didn't, like, go to barbecues and shit, you know. Family reunions or nothing. They're not related at all. Sure. <laughs> so a cool little fun fact that I found. Um, Jack Churchill would be supplied with a new set of bagpipes because he was allowed to play at the funeral of 14 commandos who died on the uh, the slopes of Hill 622. He survived being killed by the Gestapo when Hitler was like, okay, so... He's not related. Kill him. And they went, no, because of a general, uh, I'm sorry, a captain in the uh, the Wehrmacht who said, quote, you are a soldier as I am. Uh, I refuse to allow these civilian butchers to deal with you. I shall say nothing to have uh, nothing of having received this order. So basically lied to the Gestapo that this guy was a commando because he's like, you know, from one soldier to another, here is a professional courtesy to you. Because I think this order is bullshit. We don't kill prisoners. We're not the Japanese. We take prisoners. We treat them as we would hope we would be treated when we're captured. And uh, turn you over at the end of the war. Cool. Um, this guy also helped. This guy specifically also helped a lot of uh, um, a lot of uh, Russians that had been captured by the, the Germans as well. Where he's like, no, we're not. You guys are not killing prisoners. This shit's not going to fly in my watch, which is pretty ballsy for a captain to 
to basically give Hitler the finger and go, eh, not following it. I didn't, I didn't get no paperwork. So, uh, so shit's still pretty bad. Uh, he lands himself in the Sachsenhausen concentration camp. Um, so over the course of the war, 200 people, 200,000 people would enter the camp, um, with a real, real sad survival rate of 50%. Uh, not a good place. Most concentration camps, probably not a, not a fun visit. Uh, he wasn't really planning on staying all that long. And, uh, neither were, uh, Bertram James, Sidney Dow's Harry day. I lied. There is a Harry. I got you motherfucker. Or, uh, Johnny, the artful Dodger Dodge. (laughs) So these guys were not planning on hanging around long. Because they were all survivors and escapees of Stalag Luft III. Uh, the event that they took uh, took part in would come to be known as the Great Escape. These are some bad dudes. They're like, we, we escaped from a fucking tougher prison than this. We could do this shit before breakfast. Um, which they did. Uh, the, the homies have experience. So they tunneled their way out from under the walls and out to a very like kind of tenuous form of freedom where they're out in the middle of goddamn Germany uh, because the camp is located in Orenburg, which is uh, about 35 kilometers north of the uh, the seat of the Reich in, Ger- in uh, Berlin. So they're pretty fucking close to like the lion's den here. <laughs> they're like, ah, we're going to escape. No worries. Um, so Jack and uh, Bertram James take off north to the coast Um this super fucking sucks because they were captured less than three miles from the coast. Almost there. They could have hijacked a fishing boat, gone back over into France or been like, fuck it. We're going all the way back to England. Um, so the tour is split back up. Uh, James, I'm not sure where he landed from here. I do know for a fact that Jack Churchill landed in one of the big ones. They sent his ass to Dachau. Um, <laughs> thankfully, luckily for him, he wasn't there very long. Um, he was kind of bundled up with a bunch of other high profile prisoners and they were sent to a, um, more of a POW camp in Austria instead of being in a concentration camp. Um, and one night fucking power at the camp, just the, the prison just goes out. Um, so Jack and a bunch of other dudes just kind of wander off into the wilderness, <laughs> never to be seen by German eyes again. Um, he made his way south into Italy. Um, he humped it a couple hundred miles round trip, like not round trip overall. Um, and on the, fuck, on the eighth day of his escape, uh, he's hobbling along on a, a fucked up ankle he catches sight of a column of armored vehicles and he's kind of like, shit. Like, hunker down. We're in Italy. From this distance, he can't tell. Maybe they're Germans. Uh, they're not Italians because I don't think the Italians had armored vehicles unless they were using the German shit. Um, but as they got closer, he realized there was not the smell of marinara like permeating from it and uh, recognizes them as. Uh, you know, because they got that big ass white star on them. That's U.S. Army. We're safe. Yeah. Again, here to save the fucking day, England. You're welcome. Uh, so he, he flags down one of the vehicles and persu- uh, persuaded a crew member uh, that 
yes, he looks like shit, but he's actually a British colonel. And the guy, thankfully, is like, okay, get in the back. You talk like a limey. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never heard no German with an accent like that. What about you? Nah? Okay, get in. He's okay. He might talk stupid, but he's uh, he's uh, he's one of the good guys. Um, so he later told uh, his biographer, Rex King Clark, which is a fucking great name. <laughs> uh, quote, I couldn't walk very well and uh, it was and was so out of breath I could scarcely talk. But I still managed a credible Sandhurst salute, which <laughs> which may have done the trick. He probably started off like like kind of coming up to 45. I was like, nah. Just fucking kidding. Here you go. Begging. <laughs> and, uh... So they're like, hello, Jerry. <laughs> Churchill... <laughs> they're like, how do you take your tea? And if he had been like, tea? They'd have fucking bayoneted his ass and left him on the side of the road. But he had it. He just fucking rattled it off like a Starbucks order. Like a white girl at the drive-thru. And he's like, you know, I want to fucking... <sighs> Whatever piss water they drink. Two lumps of sugar. I don't know. On a saucer. Ah, tea's bullshit. Unless it's in the iced form. There's nothing wrong with tea. No, but iced tea is the best. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I will still drink the shit out of tea. I will too. Like I said, I like a hot tea. A little bit of cream. Fuck cream. You just put honey in it. No. You're in business. Oh, man. A little bit of cream. Some sugar. Good to go. And anybody in this country... I'm going to throw down the gauntlet here. Anybody in America that goes, Iced tea shouldn't have sugar in it. Should be stood against a wall. Well, <clears throat> Kevin. to my dad. Okay. <laughs> Sweet tea is the best option possible. I know, but regular tea is is just as fine. Boring. It's boring. It's just fucking dirty water at that point. Okay. Some prefer without the sugar. Shelby found a thing on Facebook, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, that's got to be from like." Tennessee or Alabama, a hundred fucking percent. It was, it was one of these like 50 gallon brute trash cans with a tap at the bottom of it and just duct tape across the top of it. It said sweet tea. And I'm like, that's at a church event in the South. I will bet my life on it. So it's Alabama, my Mississippi, life on South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, like I said, I, I just threw those two out there in general as generalizations. It's, it's anywhere south of Mason Dixon line. We, we do it up here. We just don't do it as well. No, no, no. We don't fucking like, like, do like a huge fucking thing of. And that's, iced that's, tea. That, they're going to have to redo that. They're going to have hey, to fill that. Hey, we again. got iced tea over here. All right. Yeah. We got sweet tea. We got unsweet. Oh, I got you. I got you because you thought I was going to finish saying it and I didn't because that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you silly. No. Th- this is a church event. This... Unsweet tea is for the devil. No, you know actually, that. You some, know that some, he he came up with unsweet tea. Some uh, some actually do uh, do have. Uh, oh my god! I was joking. Unsweet tea <laughs> down there because they they like to mix their own tea. People with no fucking taste buds. No, they like to mix their own tea, yo. You can always add more sugar. That, and that's that, the only thing you ever need to do. Like my aunt, she she used to make unsweetened iced tea, and then she'd add her sugar to it. Wasting time. Anyway. That's just what she would do. Um, so Churchill's free, but frustrated. Uh, the, the war in Europe is almost over, and he missed quite a good chunk of it. Like the, like the main fighting. Um, 
including the chance to for you know for further promotions and stuff like that and maybe even the opportunity to have become the leader of a commando brigade yeah um nevertheless he he had hope and uh uh this is a direct quote from jack churchill not my words even though i'm gonna laugh after i say it i didn't say this but i'm gonna say it anyway and laugh he says to one of his friends there are still the nips aren't there <laughs> so uh so by the time the war was over in europe uh, all but over for the most part he requests the transfer back to burma he wants to go fight him some japanese yep. or nips as he's referred to them yes. and will continue to refer to them um so after being in Burma for, you know, about a month, uh, the U.S. ended the war. Uh, and of this, he said, if it weren't for the bloody Yanks, we could have kept this war going another 10 years. <laughs> this dude loved fucking fighting. Like, I'm telling you, he should have been born 400 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So the uh, the abrupt end of the war in Japan... Um, was uh it was a disappointment to him he was he was like god damn it because he'd risen to he had actually risen to command a commando brigade in burma uh-huh so he's like fuck yeah i'm the commander let's go kill us japanese folks yeah and uh there, there was other things kind of going on um and in november 1945 he reported home from hong kong saying quote as the Nips have double-crossed me by packing up, I'm about to join the team versus the Indonesians. <laughs> you could have you could have seen like two homeless people fighting on the sidewalk, and he'd have been like, "All right, which one of you guys needs help?" And just cracked his knuckles and fucking jumped in and beat the shit out of both of them, just for the fun of it. Um, uh, so they were. Uh, this is because the Indonesians were kind of starting to set their eyes on like Borneo and Brunei and a couple of little islands in there that were British Commonwealth islands. Yeah. So by the time he gets there <laughs> to fight the other British, the other Brits on these islands have fucking kicked the Indonesians out. So he's just, he's fucked all around, you know? So the next year, uh, so 1946, he transfer, uh, transfers, he transfers. Yes, he transfers to the Seaforth Highlanders and was looking forward to jump school. Okay. Where at the age of 40 years old, he qualified as a paratrooper. Not a young man anymore. He wakes up and his knees hurt at this point. I'm 35 and my knees hurt when I wake up. You're 40. I'm 42 and my knees don't hurt. See, I underaged you this time. You're welcome. Thank you. Bullshit, your knees don't hurt. You know, your back hurts. If I sleep wrong, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If I sneeze wrong, my back hurts. <laughs> and this fucking guy's jumping out of airplanes. Um, He ended up... Because, you know, if there's one place in the world where if you're in the military and you go, I want to goddamn fight somebody, where are you heading? Uh, well, I mean, we're coming close to Korea. Well... He airdrops his happy ass into Palestine because the Middle East is always up for a fucking fight. And when he hits Palestine, he's second in command of 1st Battalion of the Highland Light Infantry. 
And it was there that in the spring of 1948, just before the end of the British mandate over the troubled land, he again risked his life to save other people. He, that's bullshit. I lied to you people just now. He risked his life to kill other people because his sword has not tasted blood, even though he doesn't have the sword anymore. He left it in a German somewhere. Um, but still, he's like, the fucking rifles, these ain't bad. These are pretty cool. They, well, can, you know, they can throw a bayonet on those. You know, I, I think at this point in time, he's been like, <laughs> you know, what are these things? Rifles? Guns? Okay. I'll try one. <laughs> and he got probably got super fucking into them like he did archery, where he's like, this is cool. I dig it. Um, so, um, obviously a dangerous place. There's uh, Jewish, Arab, and Brits fighting each other <laughs> well not really for the most part fighting each other um the arabs and jews are fighting each other the 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 jews are committing acts of terrorism against their fucking people so are the arabs because that's just how fucking terrorism works because it's stupid like i'm gonna when attack this this is uh, 1948 so israel is technically a country at this point and uh, the Palestinians are like, hey, but fucking we were here, though. Um, yeah, they kind of get screwed. They yeah, Native Americans and whatnot, yeah. Like, hey. Well, I mean, I can, I, listen, I can I can see the the claim to the land for both of them. <laughs> right. You know? It's a nice stretch of dirt you got here. It'd be a shame if somebody came in and took it. <clears throat> well, no, I can see the, cl- the claim. I've, I've always said that I can say the claim to the land for both sides. The Jews, it was because the, they were there. That was Judea. Right. Um, they were technically there first. They were there. The Palestinians were like, well, uh, we came in because you guys were gone. And because we also. Y'all left. We just moved in. But also because nobody else likes us. Right. Because we're kind of like the redheaded stepchild of of the whole Islamic, you know, belief yeah and then the jews are like hey you know what's handy we don't like you neither yeah (laughs) and so they're like oh fuck you know it's a fucky situation i know for them it's kind of like you're damned if you do damned if you don't you know you can't go here but you can't you know and they're fighting over a chunk of land roughly the size of new jersey so like there's a lot of people there dying for that now we'll just never think of like Israel and Palestine as anything but like Middle Eastern New Jersey for some reason. I I think so too. Ugh. Fuck it. You know, Israeli women are fucking hot though. They are. Yeah. No joke. Um. So one day, uh, in May, a a Jewish medical convoy uh, full of ambulance trucks and buses was ambushed by Arab terrorists on a narrow street in Jerusalem. Um. They're not real. Not too too far from the small HLI, which I believe is a hospital kind of thing uh it's like a detachment at a place called uh tony's post which sounds like a fucking pizza restaurant <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome to tony's post we got a pepperoni sausage we can sew you up over here yeah, all good uh, so churchill rushes to the site in a dingo which is <laughs> those a... would actually be like we got the matzah over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the challah and the matzah and you know <laughs> the frittatas too <laughs> What what else you want? Put some Biggs. fucking ricotta on it. Hey, hey. What's some What's wrong? You shot in the shoulder? Okay. Mm, two man cotton then. <laughs> Call it good. Come back in six weeks. We'll pull them out. So you up. <sighs> okay. So 
he rushes up there in a dingo, which is this itty bitty little like armored car, like a basically like a four person armored car. Yeah. Uh, like a Volkswagen Beetle with phone books yeah. stacked in the door so that you can't get shot through it. Um, this one, uh, unfortunately, was in the shop for repairs, so it didn't have a turret. Um, so he's Jack Churchill. They gave him like a hair of protection because like part of the roof's missing because they had to no, take no, the no, fucking no. turret see, off. See, the thing is, it. It gave them the advantage over him. Right, because like... Because, I mean, you don't want to have him having the advantage, because... You know. He's essentially in an armored version of the sheriff's car from Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. after they go under the fucking... Uh, it made it... <laughs> under the uh, the sign and rip the roof off. It made it a little bit fairer of a fight. Made the car faster, I would think. Yeah, but the fight was a little bit more fair because... Put the I mean, goddamn you know, door in the car! <laughs> Put the evidence but Daddy, in the car. Put the evidence in the car. There is no way, no way you came for my loans. I get home, I'm going to punch your mama right in the mouth. Uh, Two Dr. Peppers. <laughs> Diablo sandwich, Dr. Pepper. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> my grandparents were in the background of that shot, actually. My dad's parents, they were on vacation, and that they were in that restaurant when they shot that scene. Hmm. Yep. Um... So he assessed the potential for a pretty heinous mass murder to take place here. And he radioed for a couple of staghounds, which are heavy, like bigger, like armored cars with uh, artillery on them. Yeah. Um, and these were diverted from the convoy protecting. Uh, I'm sorry. These were diverted from convoy protection to, to come help him out. Um, it would take a little bit for the armored cars to reach him. And while they're on their way. Jack Churchill did Jack, you know Jack Churchill things. Uh, he drove down to the uh, the fucked up convoy in a. You're not telling me he killed people. Are oh, you? he sure as fuck did. Um, Stop. He provided uh, cover and became an escort vehicle to get people out of there that were hurt. And uh, he carried a small like light like a small machine gun kind of. Uh, I'm assuming like a like one of the grease guns like the uh, like the little 45s that the. Uh, that were used towards the tail end of World War II by the Brits. Kind of dog shit. Did the same thing as the Thompson, just not as fast, and they were not as sexy as the Thompson. <clears throat> if I were... Well, it's kind of like uh, the, the magazines on the side. No, that's a Sten. Stens are fucking sweet. <clears throat> this is like if you made a, a, a Thompson in shop class. <laughs> you know, like It's like fucking like, TIG welded together. It looks like a cocking gun, kind of. It's it's a piece of think, shit. I didn't think they had Thompsons in that. Oh yeah, we we gave the Brits Thompsons. Hmm. We yeah for sure. Their uh, um, officers and shit carried them because the the Thompson was a forty five, where the Sten was a nine millimeter. The Thompson had a little bit more ass behind it, even though I'd prefer the Sten because they're fucking cool. Magazine sticking out the side of them and shit. Okay. Oh man. Um. So. He's uh, he's or is that the Steyr? Am I thinking of? <clears throat> uh, the Steyr were Steyr's were like, later. Yeah, okay, yeah. Austrian too. And you also so you had the Sten, which was the submachine gun with the magazine on the top. Yeah. And you had the Bren, which was the machine gun yeah, with the magazine yeah. in the. I'm sorry, the Sten had the mag in the side. The Bren, the Bren had, the, had it in the top. Yeah, fucking weird. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm giving me Bren gun. Somebody will get that fucking reference, and that one person that gets it deserves it. Great ass movie. Um. Anyway. So he's providing cover with uh, with this little machine gun, and he <laughs> he eventually gets out of his car 
and starts walking down the street, just swinging his walking stick around, just walking real calmly up and down through between the vehicles. Um, so he's, he's literally walking dick first into the fight here. And uh, so put it, let's put it into perspective here. He's in full dress. He's in a kilt, a Glengarry bonnet, a red and white uh, checked stockings. He's got a Sam Brown belt, white spats, and, uh, you know, he's just kind of fucking, you know, going. Um, and he says, quote, I grinned like mad from side to side, as people are less likely to shoot you if you smile at them. That and the outfit in the middle of the battle, together with my grinning at, uh, grinning at them, may have made the Arabs laugh because most of them have a sense of humor. Anyway, they didn't shoot me. <laughs> I fucking love this man. It wasn't uh, so much that they were like, what the fuck? What the fuck's that doing? man in a dress? <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Churchill spoke to the occupants of one of the buses that had been damaged and offered to drive his, uh, his big armored personnel carrier down to the convoy uh, to make as many trips necessary to evacuate everyone that was there. Um, he warned those in the convoy that there, uh, there may be casualties uh, when they moved, but the British vehicle and one of the Jewish pe- folks asked, um, whether uh, whether he would not first drive off the Arabs, he explain uh, patiently explained to the man he couldn't because there were hundreds of them and he only had twelve dudes. So he's been he's had worse odds and had it work out in his favor. Um. So after a discussion with one of the doctors, Church, uh, Churchill's kind of just standing there in the open, um, and uh, he says. Quote, thank you very much, but we do not want your help. The Haganah, which was the Jewish Defense Force before it was the Jewish Defense Force, will save us. Uh, Churchill walked down the convoy, repeating his offer, but was refused every time. Um, by now, one of Church- uh, Churchill's men had been mortally wounded, and uh, he ran back to his vehicle and sent, sent them out of harm's way. He's getting his boys out because these guys don't want help. Uh, he returned to Tony's post. Uh, he supported the Jewish convoy with small arms fire until the uh, until Arab gasoline bombs and rifle fire destroyed the Jewish vehicles and most of the passengers. Um, the Jewish Defense Force had not arrived in time, and uh, they lost 77 people out of that convoy because they refused his help. Later on, Churchill engineered the evacuation of around 700 Jewish patients, uh, staff, and students from uh, the university, uh, university and hospital at uh, Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem's Mount Scopus. Um, Churchill made a uh, an early run up Scopus in his jeep, accompanied by a guy by the name of Eli Davis, who was probably a badass in his own right. Um, he was the medical director for the hospital. But anybody that's like, no, I'll go with you. We'll we'll get shot at. Fuck it. Why not? Um, So Davis later told the story, quote, Major Churchill told me there was slight chance of getting through because the Arabs saw the British uh, saw the British meant business. He agreed to make the trip up Scopus and invited me along. The major took a Jeep and his driver. I sat while he stood in the Jeep twirling his stick. He looked as though he were on a parade in London. So he's just fucking spinning the fucking cane around. Like a psycho. Uh, he he never fucking changed. He was the same guy that he had always been. He was just a, a maniac. Um, so at this point in time, he's kind of, he, he starts, he, he works his way into retiring. 
Um, in later years, Churchill served as an instructor at the uh, Land Air Warfare School in Australia, where he became a passionate devotee of surfboarding. Because why the fuck not? He's probably he's in his fifties at this point in time. I'm a master archer. I can play bagpipes like a motherfucker. He was probably looking. Take him surfing. He was probably looking to fight a great white. Right. You know it, uh, dude. And then they're like, "We're gonna take it like further inland to Australia." And he's like, "Cool. I've always wanted to fist fight a fucking crocodile." Y'all got hippos here. I'll fight one of them too. Oh, that's yeah. Africa. Well, okay. Shit. We'll go there. I'll too. go there on my way home. Um. So if they got alligators there too. They had crocs. Fucking right. I'll fight one. I'll fight one each. Fuck I it. I mean, you've got you know you've got salties and fresh. Yeah. I'll fight both. I'll go to Africa, fight a hippo, a lion, and a fucking goddamn croc. And then after that, I'm going to go to Egypt, and I'm going to punch the fucking pharaoh's mummy into the mouth, and then I'm going to go home. Because fuck it. Because I just fought an undead. Exactly. I, he didn't attack me, but mummies are still technically an undead, I think, right? Yes. Whatever. Is what it is. You fought a dinosaur? The fucking... A water cow that will fucking water kill cow, the shit out of you. A fucking giant cat... With teeth? Yeah. Well, like we're talking like a 700-pound cat. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I mean, then you fucking fought a goddamn, uh, you know, a fucking bus, a small bus. Oh, he also fought a water buffalo with his motorcycle. True. But and Germans. You're gonna a also, lot of Germans. You're also going <laughs> to fight that fucking small bus out in the water, you know, that's going to fucking probably bite you in half, but, you know, you probably cut it in half. The hippo's a bitch. He ain't doing nothing to no, Jack no, no. Churchill. No, I'm talking about the, the Great White. Oh. It's a fucking fish. He's not afraid of it. No. Nah. Punk-ass fish. Um, so he finally retired from the Army uh, with two awards of the, uh, the Distinguished Service Order. Uh, he retired in 1959. He, he could have went to fucking goddamn... The Brits didn't fight in Korea. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah. When? They were in Korea. You sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he he was busy surfing and shit. Um, well, he was probably fucking a bazillion years old by then. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was probably in his 50s. Because that was like 10 yeah. years after. He's, he's definitely in his late 40s, early 50s at this point. Um, from the military, he went right into the workforce. Uh, joined the Ministry of Defense uh, as a civilian overseeing the training of cadet force youngsters in the London <laughs> district. So he's still he's he's still staying in the military, but he's just retired technically. Um, one of his old friends uh, would write later. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's in reserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, you wait for the wait for them goddamn Krauts to come back, and I'll kick Jerry in his balls one more time. Don't don't worry, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Bring me my bow. I know it's a little late for this, but can I get a squire finally? Yes. Like, uh, I, I think I've earned one at this point. Uh, so one of his friends wrote that uh, Churchill liked the job not only because of the association with uh, with the enthusiastic young guys that are wanting to get into the military, um, but it also gave him an office and uh, in house guards at Whitehall and a window from which he could watch troopers on the, of the household cavalry mounting guard in the courtyard below him. So... He's just, he's in his fucking glory. He's like, I'm not fighting anymore, but I'm watching dudes that are also not going to fight because the Brits have not really fought any wars since then. Too many, I should say. Um, pretty sure they got to the Falklands after this, which is a real bad fucking idea. It was a stupid war. Um, 
Oh, oh shit, they were sending boys to Ireland too at this point. Also a bad idea. Also a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they, yeah, they were I mean they Cuz were... like they're going they're going to kill you guys with <clears throat> motorcycle bombs. Cuz this is what 19 1959. Yeah, so almost the 60s. Yeah. Oh, the the fucking troubles were a raging at this point. I don't know if they got in the Nam. I don't think the Brits did. I know the French did, and they got their fucking wieners handed to them. Well, they were in, they were in Vietnam. They started Vietnam. We didn't finish it. Yeah, because they were in Vietnam at this point. Yeah. They tried to fight the French Indochina. Yeah. I'm, correct Indo- yourself. Indochina. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they tried it. They were like not successful. Yeah. We were and like, then, and then we were like, and then North French Indochina was like, fuck y'all. And then we went and got our asses kicked by and, North and we French were like, Indochina. And we, our, our, we got our dander up and we're like, pussies. Yeah. We can take these fuckers out. Come on. You smell that? I smell Communism. That's what that is. It's communism. We got to blow up one of our boats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's goddamn... North Koreans. Don't like, get me wrong, communism fucking sucks, but Vietnam was a bad idea. <laughs> like unequivocally provable bad idea. There's a like a whole fucking wall as to why that was a bad idea. Uh anyway. Um so Churchill and his wife Church yeah, so you guys are gonna hear dogs barking more frequently because <laughs> we're on the main floor with them now. Um Jack and his wife, Rosamund, uh they start spending more time together now because, you know, he's not actively trying to kill everyone that's ever existed. Um, and they used some of this time and they, uh, they, they, they found a, a little sailboat, a coal fired steamboat, um, that, uh, they would kind of cruise up and down the Thames with, um, they'd go between Oxford and Richmond, like up through there, just fucking cruising around on a river boat, like a Southern gentleman at this point. Um, completely decked out in his yachting cap. And, uh, you know, obviously, the wife has to be appropriately dressed too for, you know, cruising around in this. Of course, I'm assuming okay. dirty river at this point. I know now it is, because people are fucking gross and just throw shit in it. Um, how do you know? Because people in cities and everywhere throw shit in the water because we're gross. <clears throat> well, I'm that's around. Okay, first off, a that's around here. It's in general. Listen. How do you think all the shit gets out into the ocean? Yes, Assholes but... throwing stuff in the water. Okay, first off, A, that a lot of that's from, like, fucking China or 97. India. 97.63 per whatever percent India. Of it, yeah. Um, China, India, and South America. But I still, mean, people are fucking terrible when we throw shit in the water when we don't know, need to. We'll probably get corrected for that, but it's okay. Whatever, fuck it. I don't you care. <laughs> I'm not a marine biologist or whatever. Um, no, 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 no. About the fact that, you know, the Thames is dirty fucking It probably cesspool. is, though. Um, but he also, at this point in time, got super into radio control, uh, <laughs> like models and, uh, and stuff, uh, building little ships, um, of course, warships because you know, why not? Yeah. Um, eventually Jack Churchill passes away peacefully in his sleep because that's the only way that death could take him at his home in Surrey in the spring of 1996. Um, obviously left a legacy behind him cause we're still talking about him. Uh, if he hadn't done anything, he would have been fucking boring and nobody would have cared. Um, so there's a, there's obviously there's pictures of him all over the place. Um, there's his, his commando uniforms on display at a museum in England, uh, aside with his, uh, a replica of his claymore. 
um, because the real one got left in a German, like I said before. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's Jack Churchill, the probably the craziest goddamn Brit that we have talked about. I'm going to say to date because there are other super crazy Brits that fought in World War II. Um, and just to clear the air, yes, there was a guy that played bagpipes at the landings on uh, in Normandy. Yeah. His name was Bill Millen, and he was actually a Canadian. And that was his job, because he was part of the uh, fucking like pipe and drum regiment or some shit that they actually the, sent there. The fife and drum? No, pipe and drum, because they had bagpipers. Um, but he, that was his job. He was on a fucking, on a Higgins boat playing bagpipes and shit as guys are getting chewed up by MG 42s and stuff. Um, we also did some crazy shit later on in the war. Um, another one that we will eventually talk about is a a guy by the name of Digby Tatham Warder, who, uh, I'm just going to, that's all I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Talk about crazy fucking people, but, um, so that's Jack Churchill. Um, hopefully... Hopefully we did him justice so that his vengeful spirit does not come back and smite me in my sleep with a fucking ethereal blade of some sort. Never know. You know. It might. Shelby's going to wake up some night and there's just a fucking ghost sword sticking out of my chest. Like, it's like, yeah, he probably, he probably deserved it. Happens. And she's right. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, that was, that was a great, great. Uh, that was a big one. <laughs> that was a big badass. You know, I mean, you know. So with that said, because Kevin did all the all the wonderful talking, uh, I'll do some talking. I don't know now. if it's wonderful. <laughs> so I definitely talked a lot. Uh, this is that point where you know we tell you, hey, go check us out on the on the on the different things on the social medias. You can find us on the the Facebook Dark Windows Podcast. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram <clears throat> at Dark Windows Pod and fa- uh, Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. Both of those places. Also, uh, you can we're you can e- we have an email address which is darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Um, also, go check out uh, the little place studio. Go check them out. They have all the headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speaker that speaker speakers and all that good stuff that you want. Uh, if you do live in the United States. You're gonna have to give them some time for shipping Slow because boat from China and whatnot. because of the asshole over there, you know what's his name? Um, I've said it before. I said it again. Vladimir oh, Putin's a cunt. Oh, Vlad the Dick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> he's being a douche, and uh, he's being a real bitch about it too. He's not even like out there fighting. You well, know, he you could know, be. Whatever. You know, he, the mayor of he, Kiev is out there with a carton of cigarettes. On first the roof off, of the building. a I think that's actually bullshit. No, I, I saw I saw photos of him. He was up there with a fucking. Like okay, a PKM fine. and a carton of cigarettes, like just waiting. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That's just the mayor. That's not the fucking. But he's the... also a Klitschko, so it's true. Does he really need a gun, or should he be down there like yeah. fighting hordes of fucking Russians barehanded? Nah, not. I mean, if this was like you know a long, long time ago, like you know, like eighteen hundreds. I mean, plus, if, you, if you think about it, they're sending a bunch of like nineteen-year-old Russians in there. He'd be like, I'll fucking kill all of you. Yeah, but those nineteen-year-old Russians don't fight. They don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. If they wanted to fight, they would have taken the Ukraine by now. They don't want to. They don't want anything to do with it because it's a stupid fucking war. It's a it's a hell of a skirmish. That's why. That's why when they're when they're like uh, surrendering, they're getting phones to call their moms and getting fed by fucking Ukrainian babushkas and shit. And they're like, so, "Thank you, ma'am." Yeah. So anyway, uh, go find them. Go just you have to wait a little bit before you can get your get your goods. But uh, when you 
want you know find out what you want put in your checkout in your basket go to checkout put the promo code of dark windows 15 in to get 15 percent off your entire purchase as well you can go over to a little place called patreon look us up and for five dollars just five bucks five bucks a, a month um you can get an extra episode of this this dumb shit Every week, you know. we get you get well, every episode week. once a week. Every week, yeah. I mean, you know, for it, the uh, price of a medium frozen chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts, actually less because those are five thirty nine after tax. Well, a lot of places don't have Dunkin' Donuts. We don't so charge don't you motherfuckers that. tax. It's less than your Starbucks order for a coffee. I don't know. I don't get Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. It's because you're too cool. You get gas station coffee like a real person. No, I don't. Well, I don't. Well, I get that too. Sometimes. When I say gas station coffee, I mean like Green Mountain coffee. Yeah, which, which is, is like fucking pretty fucking good. Like a dollar sixty-five. It's not Hortons, but it's good. Well, listen, we don't have Hortons. I've got Hortons in the in the fucking uh, kitchen. No, 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 no. I'm talking like a fucking store that sells Hortons. Walmart sells. You know where like you can K cups. We don't have a Hortons, is what you're saying, but yes, we don't have a Hortons where I can go get a fucking cup of you know Hortons. I know. Uh, and they're fantastic uh, breakfast sandwiches. Yes. God damn it! If we have any listeners in Canada. Just know that we envy you unless you are all right from Quebec. So uh, we don't envy you at all. You can all. just eat dicks. Yeah. All the dicks. You uh, guys are the offspring of lumberjacks and prostitutes. So, so now we get the role for Kevin. Yes, sir. I get the role for Kevin. Yeah. Because you're doing a cult next week. Possibly the next couple weeks knowing you and your fucking cults. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And as we approach the big, the big. Two double O. I'm assuming we're gonna start hitting some big shit like we did this what, week. What are we at? Uh, this is episode 195 that we are in the ooh, process okay. of completing. So we'll do some okay. like big shit leading up to, it, and then after 200, we can just go back to fucking off and doing nothing again. Exactly. <laughs> and being because we're gonna set the standard and then fucking disappoint everybody. Exactly. Just like my regular life. You know it. <sighs> okay, That's ready. Sad. So here oh, we go. Give me crime. Give me crime. Give me crime. Paranormal. God damn it. Okay. You got the normal. God damn the it. The paranormal. Fuck. Okay. Listen, it listen. The cube didn't fucking like, you know, go cult. Oop cult. Oop cult. So I had to, you know, I mean I could probably roll it again and I probably uh, what's it called? Just nope, you get crime. See that uh, cult. See, I think it's just all about who's rolling it. Okay, well, roll me a crime, because I want to do a crime. <laughs> no, no. No, no, mister. You're paranormal. God damn it. Okay. Ha Fine. Bitch. Fine. It spoke. That's what you do. <sighs> All right. Mine spoke. I said I, I had to do a cult. Because the fucking dice are weighted in your favor. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. So I got to do a big paranormal. I don't know how much bigger that is, but... I could do a big paranormal. I have to find something weird. Yeah. So... Like Kevin says, yeah. Just, just because you can't <laughs> see into the light doesn't mean the light can't see. No, wait. That was like really intentionally bad. What? <sighs> you suck. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. How is that bad? Because you did it completely the backwards. The backwards. The backwards. I don't think it was the backwards. How do you say? It? How do you know it was backwards? Because it's the dark, and you're like, oh, the light. Just That's the opposite of the dark. <clears throat> well. I just said it just out of, you know, whatever. 195 weeks, dude. You know what? 195 weeks. Kiss my nuts. <laughs> I came up, I helped to come up with it, so fuck off. And you still don't know it. That's okay. <laughs> God damn. 
Because I'm not allowed to say it, so... Because you just, you fucking botch it every time. No, 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 I botch it now because I'm not allowed to say it, so I say fuck it. Well, say it. No, you just said it. You're, you're bitching about it, just say it. No. Uh-uh. I, I can stay here all night, that's my fucking Bye, dickheads. <laughs> call these people dickheads, they don't pay for us. <laughs>